0: Your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3.
1: Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another episode of Ask Level Podcast, episode number 49. With Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. This one, uh, of course, brought to you by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Level? Uh, This one a little happier one than we've had the last couple go-rounds. Texas Tech football gets a couple of wins this week. Uh, One on the recruiting trail, and uh, of course the one on the football field. Where they defeat the Tarleton State Texans forty-one to three, kind of kind of nice to uh, get to experience that for the first time in uh, twenty twenty-three. Winning is better than losing. Yes, this is uh, this is accurate. <clears throat> um,
0: this is obviously expected. This is sure. the, this is you know, I guess this was the one. I don't know if you could. There's another one on your schedule. This was the one gimme or you know kind of guarantee i don't know if you really can just write that down the rest of the way or even
1: with the first two it wasn't just like an automatic kind of thing um no a lot of years you've had kansas where you you kind of chalk up but you don't uh-huh. have that on not, anymore and it's not anymore yeah, i, I nope, agree not anymore i, I think uh yeah. according um, to, to the folks out west um the wyoming game might have been your second most attainable game because you were a 14 point or 13 and a half point favorite going into that one I don't know that you'll see a spread like that the rest of the way
0: yeah and and injuries may dictate that you know one way or the (laughs) other going forward with with somebody's quarterback situation or something like that but yeah so anyway you you uh you did what you needed to do here um you I thought you, you played well and got um you got a lot of young kids in the game, um, I thought which was important. I thought you ran the ball well, which I think they wanted to get, get going a bit. Uh, I thought um, you know, your you know, Miles Cole with a couple of sacks I thought was kind of big. Gino Garcia with a, a couple of field goals. You just start kinda of looking down at things that you wanted to I don't know feel better about and i thought you could kind of check some things off the list granted it's against uh it's against the texans here yeah um because i think the i think the real season is obviously is about to start but uh and, and you came out of this game clean no no injuries right uh, now the quarterback situation i thought was interesting because i thought contrary to what the, the masses <laughs> uh everybody's got their guy i think most people People uh, that that in our space, you know, they, they've got this this soft spot for Barron and think he's I didn't think he looked particularly well at times. I thought he missed a couple of easy throws. He threw mm-hmm. a bad interception. Um, and then Tyler certainly did not look very good. So I guess I would say that I didn't think the offense in general in the quarterback spot uh, was just overwhelmingly good um Tyler made a couple of really good throws he had a couple of key drops by Miles Price specifically and then there was just some wild inaccuracy Mm -hmm. way and I don't know if that's him trying to avoid turnovers so much maybe I think uh I I think that it's funny because I think Tyler and Barron are very different from the standpoint of I think Tyler is so well studied that he can kind of overanalyze and almost overthinks things at times, yep. like, because he's so studying. And I think Baron just plays. I think in both cases, it gets the various styles, get them in trouble, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, a bit. Uh, but so that, that was a bit, you, you know, and then I, I think we're starting to see this play out a bit and I want to see more, but there's just not a lot of separation, man, with your skill players. Uh, you know, like getting open and some of these things. <clears throat> and here's hard data that would tell you that in the last two weeks, I think Oregon had 313 yards after catch. You had like 92 mm. last night, you know, against uh, Tarleton. I want to make sure I wrote it down. Tarleton had 88. You had 72. Mm. So there's not a lot of juice at your skill. This is kind of where I was coming from all summer long, and we, we talked about it often. Just don't know if you have a dude and a superstar. Now, one story that emerges was Jordan Brown. This is why he started. He had most of these yards after catch. Yeah. Um, on the on the one play, Chuck him kind of going across the, the the middle, and he ended up on the on Tarleton sideline, kind of going up and down. And I want to say that was maybe right before halftime. I can't remember, but <clears throat> in the second quarter, I, I, I'm not sure if that was second or third quarter, but he, he gives you some juice and he's, yeah. he's basically gone, made Loic fungi kind of, you know, who, who didn't even get in until late in the game. It's just interesting, like watching some of the dynamics there with some of the skill spots uh, right now and, and quarterback too. But yeah, um, Anyway, I, I'll 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 quit rambling. But uh, we can we can take any of those topics as you see
1: fit. I mean, this is the ask level podcast. People want to hear you ramble level. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Um, I, I I don't want you to have to
0: listen to me ramble on. But... No, no,
1: you're you're a a vat of knowledge. I I think the the offense is is definitely an area you need to look at from last night, um, Saturday night. They, it felt like you're just missing something. I think, it, you know, you want to walk away from a game feeling complete, like, all right, that was great. And I'm not complaining because you get win number one, your defense looks really good. But of of the three turnovers, one's a pick six, um, and then you get two other interceptions. And on those other two interceptions, you only score three points off those two turnovers. And, and you want to still be able to go put the foot on the throat more. You want this team. I think you did a pretty good job of this last year. It seemed like you played really well as a team. Offense and defense fed off of each other pretty well. This year, you haven't seen that meshing that well of of when the defense does something well or when the defense does something bad, the offense picks them up. Uh, and vice versa we haven't complementary really football yeah we th- exactly we haven't yeah. seen a lot of complimentary football this year and that's something I think I really want to see and, and that's uh, mostly pointed towards the offense and um, not yeah, you know the defense. I, well
0: I think I think, uh, I think the, the the quarterback play needs to be better I think up front it it's needed to be better and mm-hmm. then I, I just say I think some of your Some of your skill um, just is pedestrian. Yeah. Um, I think you have good players. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I think like, you know, across the board, there's just nobody that like, like, I I think we when we left the radio booth last night, this is a prime example. And what game were we following? Choice. What game were we following very closely because it was hotly contested and it kind of focused on Texas Tech in a in a bit and it wasn't the West Virginia game,
1: the Texas Wyoming game.
0: Okay, and we were we were kind of whoa with we'll tie game and all that. Wyoming playing with a backup quarterback, not even the kid that yep. was so good against you, right? Wasn't even playing. And then early in the third, um, it's ten to ten, and they mm. make a simple play to Xavier Worthy. <clears throat> yep. And if you watch the replay, there's not really much there. It looks like the DB is just gonna tackle him for like a six-yard game, but he's so fast, he gets around the edge and it ends up being a 40-yard touchdown. And then you look up and they end up rolling, they end up winning 31-10. Yeah, they just kind of you know, here it here, here it went. Who's the dude for you that does that? Who's the guy that makes that play to kind of get you off the mat yeah when you just don't really have it? Um <clears throat>
1: Need dogs, man. You need yeah, and, and, and what well, just some on. juice. And yeah. this
0: is why the commitment earlier in the week from Micah Hudson. Yeah, it, it's it's not just the perception of landing a a quote unquote five star guy. It's not about you know winning a recruiting battle over the entire country. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was as much about what he brings position wise and and what he brings that you don't have as, as anything. Um, because he will be the he will be the best white out on your team without question from the time that he steps on campus, which will be in january so and again, I'm just kind of like looking at different areas of the offense and everything like that, but I think there's a you know like there's a lot that needs to be better um and and I just I would have thought you would have been a bit better up front. I think that's a work in progress. Um, I think it's kind of just been steady. I thought th- they're responsible for Taj's big night. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you you don't throw it as much uh, in this one because I think you ran it more than you threw it in this game. Because this is what I, I, I gathered. This is what Tarleton State's thinking was. This is a team that hasn't really run it well coming into this yeah. game. And when they did run it well, it was the it was the quarterback. They're not putting that kid in harm's way against us. They're not gonna run their quarterback against us. So let's drop, let's take away the big play mm-hmm. and let's see how good they can run it. You know, and I thought that'll one, it kind of limits the score, it limits the big play possibilities, and you get to find out if, if tech can really, really run the ball. And and I thought to a certain extent they did but I guarantee you that's what coach Witten's that their game plan was and what they'd seen from the first two games. But you know, Taj is a good player and I thought they went to the well and, and got him going and it was a career night for him.
1: Yeah. I I think, yeah. Don't want to be complete big chief rain cloud here after a win because, (laughs) because Taj was, was great. I mean, he's, he's a definite highlight from the game um, and good to see that. I think, I think that's what I take away encouraged offensively is, Hey, you have that ability. Yeah, granted, against Tarleton State, but we've seen we saw that ability against uh, Oregon, where where he runs for ten yards of carry, and where you you have the ability to run the football if needed. So, I do like that this offense, um, for the most part, can take what the defense is giving it and and run with that.
0: You know, and I, I, I don't know if you can run it when you need to. I think that the yeah. next couple of weeks, really, the next three, sure, what w- we will find out. Uh, you know, and I, and I, uh, you, you, we haven't talked about this, this injury free for the most part last night. However, you went into this game missing mm-hmm. Noah Dataray, no Tyler Owens, no Duda Banks, um, mm-hmm. you know, no Baylor Cup uh, did not play in this one. Uh, that essentially held out Tyreek Matthews. But the one guy that I, I, I was really excited about in the offseason, and he just hasn't really been able to play yet, and I don't know how quickly we could assume to see him, is Cameron Valdez. Okay. Because I think that – I don't think he's like the fastest guy on your team. I think his running style leads to adding some juice to, to what your your look is here. And we just haven't, we haven't been able to see him as he's got a, I think Joey confirmed last night, he's got an AC sprain on his shoulder and he's had that for a couple of weeks now. So he's been suited up and warming up and all those things and technically available, but they just, you know, emergency only. They just don't want to put him uh, in in harm's way. But that, that was one of the guys that you thought would, would maybe create a little bit of a difference here. Uh, Dre McCray, another, but honestly, it's been Jordan Brown who had the – he had the best August of anybody, I think. Um, I mean, they talked about Mason Tharp, who's played well. Um, but I thought from a skill standpoint, I thought I thought Jordan Brown, he lit it up in both scrimmages, uh, caught touchdowns from, from – you know, lengthy touchdowns and things like that. And so, you know, I, I thought – you know, and some of that's starting to translate a little bit. But there's a reason why he started over Lowick, you know, uh, last yeah. night. And, in fact, I would expect that to continue, uh, you know, so – Anyway, searching a bit,
1: yeah, yeah. I think I think you do walk away feeling not empty, but like there's something missing <laughs> well, going into conference play, and that's and, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, we, we always. I mean, we're we want as much gratification as possible, and hey, you won a lot of close football games in last season. Um, maybe you yeah. can get back to that because it sure looks like you're going to play in a lot of close football games in big 12 in the big 12 conference that being said kind of a weird day yesterday or on, on saturday it's it's weird when you look across college football a lot of scores closer than they're supposed to be the texas Wyoming one stretched out but that was a really close game i mean florida state played right there with boston college uh like all over the place we see close games or upsets and k-state loses to missouri um so that leads me into our our first question from Mitch. It says, "Sorry, I didn't have this right." Um, it says level. Uh, how is your perception of the Big Twelve and text chances in the Big Twelve different than it was at the beginning of the season, if at all?
0: Well, I had this. I heard this question uh, before. Most of the games were played yesterday. It was asked. Okay. Because after Texas beats Alabama, you know, it, the, the question was like, okay, well, who's Texas's main competition in the Big 12? Like like the legitimate contender. And and I think after all the games are played, the way Texas played for three quarters, you kind of go, oh, okay, interesting. And right. then Bama barely squeaks it out over what uh, South Florida made a quarterback change. Mm-hmm. So maybe that win wasn't as big. But my my initial answer would have been Oklahoma and Kansas State. And Oklahoma ends up rolling Tulsa, and then Kansas State drops a heartbreaker to to Missouri. But there's not – this is going to be – the Big 12 is really good, but it's really bad. Follow me. I don't know if you really have a, a outside of Texas now. And, and I, and I, I just think Oklahoma, even if they just kind of rolled through it all, I don't know if their schedule strength is going to be enough to, you know, give them the nod, but outside of Texas because of their win over Bama and maybe that is, is, you know, some things are taken away from that as we go along If Bama drop some more games. There's not a really a, a playoff contender there. Um, I think there's Big 12 title contenders. Uh as of yesterday, I would still tell you that Kansas State and Oklahoma are the biggest threats to Texas. I think it's kind of hard for me to suggest that Texas Tech is uh is in that same category, but they're probably in the next the next tier. I think mm-hmm. TCU, uh Tech and TCU, Central Florida, I think BYU uh had a big win at Fayetteville. They did. Um, you know, obviously Oklahoma State and Baylor were thought to be maybe in that mix now. I don't know if I'd quite put them there. Um, But I I say that it's a good league because it's so competitive. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. really 1-14 to competitive. West Virginia, I think, is a bit better than we all thought. Yeah. Um, You know, I think – you know, and again, it's early. These are early snapshots. You've only had two to three games for, for some of these teams and and all that. I think Kansas is maybe better than, than some thoughts. Um, Oklahoma State, maybe not as good as some thought, uh, le- at least based off of our immediate reaction. And so that's the good part is that it's wildly competitive. Anybody can beat anybody. However, big picture, a lot of times leagues are judged based on how many top teams and national title contenders that that you have and and right now i don't know if you have anybody on paper other than texas and maybe oklahoma i just don't know if oklahoma's schedule is going to cooperate with them there because it's on paper it's bad i think cincinnati is better than than we thought at least to this point and
1: cincinnati and oklahoma will play uh this week so they're anyway, better but then then they go lose one to miami of ohio last what? night Okay. Now I
0: know Iowa State lost uh, to Ohio and then uh, Cincinnati loses, uh, uh, I guess, a close one to Miami, Ohio. So it's hard to keep track with all these FCS. No, I know. So it's
1: five schools. Yeah. So so it was just a, I think it speaks to exactly what you're talking about. It's like when you think one thing about a team in the Big 12. Yeah. And that was an overtime. I wanted to make sure. Yeah, it was an overtime but they were lo- they were trailing a lot of that game too. Um, it's a week to week sport, man. Exactly. Yeah. I mean you you think you got something pegged Go and then it's like nope. That that team is not anything close to what we thought they were. Or wow. It's a week to week They're way better sport, than we yeah. thought they were. So, yeah, it's it, this league is so so wide open. I mean, it's unbelievable.
0: It's going to be it's going to be very fun to uh-huh. watch the results each week, but it's going to be maddening trying to peg it. Yeah, I mean, it really is, because I think you're going to get a lot of, you know, sometimes when you look at your at your schedule, your team schedule for the season, you're like, this is a swing game. This is a toss up game. Like you, sure. you put these games where like, that eh, could go either way. You're going to get the bulk of the conference games are going to be like this. Yeah. You know, they really are. Um, and And I think it's going to be kind of maddening to try to figure it out and like kind of get a feel for who is what, because just so much, you know movement here
1: all right before we move completely away from the game on saturday night and move towards west virginia and a couple of questions on that um i think one thing you could put to bed quickly just based off of coach mcguire's comments quarterback controversy see there's there's not going to be any this week right i mean coach mcguire basically says that
0: yeah, you know, and, and and we we talked about this in the broadcast because I I was you know we we, we meet with coach and, and and all those things during the week we meet with with coach Kitley coach DeRuder and all those things just part of uh, what what the broadcast uh, do TV folks do it radio folks do it and all that stuff yeah we we were not aware of any kind of uh, you know plan other than we were aware that they wanted to try to get a bunch of young players in and we we did we did become aware that I guess they wanted to try to get Barron in but it was so many other guys too. I just didn't know it would be that early in the game, yeah. And I think we can agree that Tyler hadn't played particularly just great up to that point. Again, I mentioned a couple of drops by Miles, but he was inaccurate on some. It just wasn't like yeah, super yeah. sharp. He made a great throw to great throw to Tharp, and then had the the one TD run. Uh, but he scored two touchdowns, but um, it, it was just you know. So we were. I was kind of you know I wanted to make sure I asked Joey after the game and let him clarify. Like yeah. man, you went to. You went to Barron fairly early in the game because it was only twenty four to nothing. Which, yeah, game is in hand, but it's not put away. Yeah, you, second you know drive of the. Third oh, quarter, yeah, right? and you know how the, some of these games go, and mm-hmm. and he had even just said to us uh, after halftime yeah, or before halftime, "Hey, seventeen nothing, we were up, and we, you know, in Wyoming, it did, didn't go our way, sure. so." But again, Joey clarified after the game, hey, wanted to get him some time with the the the, the ones, the starters. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, and you know, when Barron came in and it was three and out, you know, that he, it was right after Rabbit's interception, mm-hmm. they go three, I say three and out three, three, and then a field goal attempt, uh, which Gino made. Um, and then there was a couple of touchdown passes. One, I still, you and I, I guess disagree. One, I still think was a a catch i'm not complaining i'll take it i just thought the ball hit the ground with miles um and then and then he had the you know the the bad interception which i don't know what was going on there but lowick
1: was run blocking uh 20 yards down the field yeah if you go back and look it looks like Barron does a check at the line i guess lowick doesn't see it but he yeah, still but it's just but he still throws into double coverage too uh, yeah, and, and, and that's and you, where, and, and you throw it. it
0: to the back of somebody's head. That, that's what they tell you that in basketball. Don't ever make a the passer. It's the passer's fault. <laughs> like, don't ever throw it. Don't ever throw it to to the back of somebody's head. That let make sure they can see you. You know, yeah. all that. receivers,
1: but, receivers. Pat Mahomes knows this too well from week one in uh, the NFL. Receivers don't ever get credit for for uh, interceptions or oh, blame yeah, for yeah. interceptions, even though sometimes Happy they birthday.
0: should. Depending on when you're listening, this happy birthday to uh to Pat Mahomes. Oh, yeah. He turned
1: 28 um early this week. He's on top of the world at 28 years old. Wow. but yeah. So yeah, that well, okay, they, they are 0 and 1. <laughs> I think okay, uh, y- yes, but on top okay. of the world. I mean, he just won the Super Bowl and the MVP. In the okay, year, true, so. true. True. Okay. That's I'm, I'm still feeding off the last year so I guess so okay so quarterback controversy I mean you you can put that to bed um, yeah for right
0: now I I just don't see I internally they're just not anywhere near that I think they they love both of these kids and I I, it's always uh, awkward to talk about these conversations because you feel like you're pitting one against the other and I get the fans have their favorite the backup quarterback is always gonna get the monster cheer and Mm -hmm. you check on the book of faces uh or or the or the twitters or x's or whatever and it's mm-hmm. it's like you know hey you know baron's just different this and that um yeah anyway it's just uh i i i get it but there, there's reasons why that uh, they feel very strongly about the the way it is going right now but it doesn't mean that um you know th- these these next several games will be certainly big for everybody involved in, in the quarterback position certainly uh
1: you know on, on a if It stays the way it is right now. So, Level, before we move towards West Virginia, uh, this question from Jeff in the audience. uh, What is the identity of this offense moving forward? Do you even have an identity?
0: You know, I I think – you know, Zach worked a lot under – Cliff, obviously, that's, just, you know, and, it, and it's really be able to be good enough in all aspects to take advantage of what they, one, they give you, mm-hmm. Um and I think, like, like, I think the other day against Oregon, it's like, okay, we're really worried about our D-line, or their D-line, and running it traditionally, but we put an extra hat in the box, we can punish them with the QB run game. Um, I think last night, they basically, we talked about this earlier in the show, they kind of just backed off and said... We're not letting you beat us over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, you haven't run it well. Uh, we don't think you're going to run your quarterback. And so let's see if you can hand it off and and be good enough there. Obviously, Texas Tech was. And so, but what they were, you know, that's what Tarleton State was giving you. And you you took it. And I think took it repeatedly to, to the tune of a career night for Taj Brooks. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know, you know, cause I don't, even when Pat was here as quarterback and, and when Zach and, and Cliff were there, I don't know if you had a, an identity per se. Um, it was, you know, I, I think, you know, spread tempo. Yeah. Uh, trying to score points. That's your, that's your identity. I, I'll I guess score right the now, other team. I when... it... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah I, I, and so I, I, I think, uh, I think you, you, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously you want to be better than you have been i thought honestly the offense may have played better against oregon in some aspects than than you did against tarleton state as far as just how clean it was and all that um and and you scored some points and all those things it was was wasn't that they played poorly you just yeah this next week will be a kind of a defensive struggle this could be a fairly low scoring game against west virginia i think they're going to try to they're not very dynamic on offense, uh, but they run it well. Um, their quarterback is only gonna you know drop back and throw it 10 to 15 times maybe. yeah and they'll play a multiple kids and they're gonna run a couple of kids CJ Henderson uh Jalen Anderson I think is his other the other name that they've got two running backs. um like against Pitt they were four of 12 on third down. But, you know, they're going to try to play it old school wise and like get special teams involved and all that stuff. So if you can if you can get some offense going against a pretty good defense on paper, I think it'll take you a long way. But I expect that place to be jumping uh, next Saturday in Morgantown because they're they're riding high off of the backyard brawl win. And that kind of is the game that I think Neil is probably feeling a bit of an exhale now and you hope the whole team is actually um but i don't know maybe they'll co- roll in with a ton of confidence because they
1: were picked to finish dead last man and yeah. they've been better than they've been better than that so. they have no question um yeah. one more question this one from brandle what improvements do we need to see from the game against tarleton or the first three games uh to get a win in morgantown
0: I, well, you know, to, to win in Morgantown, I think you need to to play the, the the special teams aspect of this game needs to be an even or or an advantage for you. Okay. I think you need to be able to defend the run. That's going to be the biggest thing. If you if you can stop their run game and not give up a like a bad, you know, they run 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 and then they get you on a play action pass, deep shot or something like that. If you can avoid the big play. I think you've got enough offense uh, that, that you can go win this game, but you you also, man, you can't. You know, West Virginia is going to be good enough to where because if you look at it statistically between West Virginia and Pitt, both teams have about two hundred yards of offense. Both teams were bad on third downs. Yeah, but the difference in this game was turnovers.
1: Turnovers. Yep.
0: Pitt tur- Pitt turned it over three times, and and uh, West Virginia turned it over once. And so a couple of extra possessions, what you do with it, that's got to be eliminated. Uh, I think Joey McGuire said it, eliminate bad football um, and play clean. Now, again, twofold, don't turn it over, and then let's create some uh, as well. Uh, But because you beat these guys four times in a row, and there's no loss for motivation on their side of it. They would love to get the monkey off their back uh, for
1: sure. And so, Yeah. Knocking on uh, wood, you can't see it, but that that has been one of the strengths of Texas Tech this year is is stopping the run, slowing the run. Um, Teams have not gotten a whole lot, been able to gash Tech really. Even Oregon, who's got some explosive players, you held them in check really well in the run game. So um, that's kind of a good on good matchup going into Morgantown. Um, yeah, you know, and that's why you, you you worry about no if Tyler
0: Owens can't play or if a Dade yeah. can't play because those guys are really good in the in the run game as well. But we'll see. But yeah, it's it's a pretty easy game plan to try to, on what to work on this week. There's not a lot okay. of secrets there.
1: All right, level. Um, as we wrap up here, big news this week with Micah Hudson. What does that do? Obviously, besides getting an amazing foot football player, individual football player. What does that do for your program as a whole moving forward just to land that kind of recruit?
0: Well, it, it honestly, in this space, it puts you on the national radar this week. Um, you know, when a lot of people were talking about your loss to Oregon, all of a sudden you kind of on Monday, you kind of jump to the... Forefront of like, oh, man, Joey McGuire and staff are getting it done. And I think you have to credit uh, a guy by the name of Brian Nance um, yeah. on uh, on Joey's staff, along with James Blanchard. Uh, just the personnel department. I think Kirk Bryant, I think Juice uh, Johnson, the the wide receivers coach, Zach Kitley, um, Joey. Um, I mean, just on and on. But Micah's he was at the game against Tarleton. He was at the game against Oregon. I think he's planning to be at every home game uh, this year but this was a history legacy type commitment just because Mm -hmm. I think there's some fans that felt like, okay, you're never going to get a dude like this. It's just not going to happen. In fact, why even go for it? Why aim that high when it's just like all this time and effort and energy and it doesn't pay off. And, and again, you haven't technically signed him yet. He can't sign until uh, December. Um. But I don't expect any issues there, contrary yeah. to what some sort of message board rumor pops up anywhere. <laughs> like there, It was funny because I, I saw a different recruiting service this past Monday uh-huh. reports, hey, Oregon's in the mix. Oregon <laughs> is working on a visit. And I just laughed because yeah. if you know that young man's situation, one, his parents are not letting him leave the state, nor does he want to. Yeah. Um, and so I just thought it was funny that somebody was trying to uh, create a, a story that wasn't there because Oregon beats you. He was at this game and watched Oregon. Mm-hmm. Oregon. Oregon has offered him like everybody else has. And yet, so it, it's just be careful who you believe out there when it comes sure. to some of these recruiting stories and things like that. So, yeah. But no, sure. it, 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 the young man, his highlights are something like That's I have crazy. not seen. Yeah, they had a um, game on
1: ESPNU the other day with Lake Belton, and I mean, it just watching a little bit of that, he, he just he, he's he will an walk in in January, star. yeah,
0: walk in in January, and he will be the best skill player on your team. Period. And I don't, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings there. That's yeah. a, somewhat of a a comment on what's on campus, but it's really about him. Um, I think that they'll play him at the slot. I think they'll kind of move him around a bit. Um, I think it opens things up for everybody. Yeah. Um, I think he's got a great relationship with with Barron and, and obviously Will Hammond. Uh, one of those two young men will be throwing the football to him, I would think. Uh, I mean, obviously, Jake Strong in the mix too, but Will Hammond is, is special and um and i think obviously baron has been involved with uh, with micah all the times that he's
1: kind of come up mm-hmm. uh, on campus and spend some time but yeah the kid is legit yeah definitely something to be excited about and he uh commits in a time where you're kind of down about the program and everybody gives everybody a little bit of a lift uh earlier he was gonna mind.
0: do this after you beat oregon because he was in town obviously yeah. that doesn't happen so he waited a couple of days but he Totally his call. Uh, yep. Choice, I know we're running out of time here, yeah. but uh, man, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, conference play is here. The season's about to begin
1: and uh, good news off the field as well with uh, the recruiting. For sure, man. Appreciate the time. We will uh, hopefully get uh, two wins in a row and talk again after Morgantown. Yes, sir. Talk That's to you cr- next week. Keep hope alive, everybody. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned into the Ask Level podcast brought to you by Double T97.3. Have a great
0: week. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.